0: This is Anthony Fasano and this is the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. Welcome to the podcast today. Got a pretty awesome episode today. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about my TEDx talk that I recently did. Not really talk about it, but give you five things that I've learned specifically about effective presentations from going through the entire process of my TEDx talk. And I'll tell you about how I actually ended up getting the talk, which is an interesting story. And of course, the talk itself. And then At the end of the episode in the Take Action Today segment, I'm going to talk about one big takeaway for me from the whole TEDx experience that I think is really applicable to career and life for everybody. And I hope that you'll take something away from it. So before I jump into the TEDx talk segment here, I want to remind you that tickets for our Engineering Career Summit that will be May 12th to May 14th down in New Orleans are still available. That's our annual in-person event that we do. You can check out those tickets at engineeringcareersummit.com. I know that there's a million engineering conferences that you can go to, but how do you really know which is the right one for you to target? Well, think about how the conference is going to help you. A lot of these conferences are not necessarily designed with you in mind, but the Engineering Career Summit is. Believe me, I've been coaching engineers for many years now and... You understand the value, hopefully, that you get from listening to this podcast. We put a lot of energy into this, Chris and I, to bring real high-quality guests on the show and trying to extract value for you. So just imagine that kind of atmosphere in person. That's exactly what it will be like. It'll be like taking these podcasts and then experiencing them in person. So, please consider coming. It's not too late. EngineeringCareersummit.com. And if you have questions, email me, Anthony at EngineeringCareerCoach.com. If budget's an issue, we can work with you and come up with a payment plan that works for you. We want every engineer that wants to come to the event to be able to come to the event. All right. So, now I'm going to give you a quote related to today's show, which the topic is my TEDx talk, which was focused around engineering and inspiring the next generation of engineers. So, the quote is actually one from Queen Elizabeth II. And it goes as follows. At its heart, engineering is about using science to find creative, practical solutions. It is a noble profession. All right, let's do it. All right, now it's time for today's main segment of our show, where I'm going to dive into my TEDx talk that I recently did And the first thing I want to tell you is how I actually got the talk, because I think it's a really interesting story and one that may be valuable to you. I was literally on a trip up to Buffalo for work. It's a good seven-hour drive from my house, so I'm thinking a lot during the trip. And one of the things that I thought about was doing a TEDx talk. I had a friend of mine, John Fanning, who was a speaker at the Engineering Career Summit last year, who did a TEDx talk recently. He shared it on Facebook. It got me started thinking, you know, I'm a speaker. I would love to be able to get on the TEDx stage and do that. So as I'm literally driving, I take out my dictator and I literally dictate a TEDx talk, which focused on inspiring the next generation of engineers. And I dictated it. I ended up going up to Buffalo. I spent a few days up there. And then on the way back down from Buffalo, I took a long rest stop, about an hour or two at a Starbucks to do some work. And I just thought about it again. I went on the TEDx website. I looked for upcoming TEDx talks. There happened to be one, believe it or not, at Bergen Community College, which is literally under 10 minutes from my house where I live. And so I applied to it. I contacted the person in charge of the event. I asked her if there were spots left I'd love to apply. She said, send me an abstract. Got home that night. She said, send it to me before the end of today. I stayed up till about 11 o'clock, 1130, working on the abstract. I sent it to her. Next day, I got an email. You're in. You're in. And six months later in March, I gave the TEDx talk and now I got that kind of under my belt. You know, it just goes to show you, if you want to do something and you have thoughts around doing it, take action, take action. And you never know. Like when I was driving up in the car and I initially thought about it, it was just a thought. Like I I didn't think that it was going to be that realistic or that something that could happen that quickly, but I kind of acted on it. So that being said, I got, you know, I had about five months to prepare and I started thinking about my topic and I had written the abstract. So I had a good idea And what I decided to talk about was there's a lot of challenges in the world right now, like global warming and our infrastructure is obviously a big problem, lack of clean water. And the only way we're going to solve those problems is engineers, quite frankly. And so we need to make sure that we continue to develop engineers and continue to educate children on what engineering is. Because a lot of times people think engineers are nerds, just nerds. That's how they classify us as nerds. So I tried to debunk that a little bit in the TEDx talk, and it's a short talk. And again, it'll be posted here on the show notes, which will be at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash TEDx, all lowercase T-E-D-X. But I tried to like dispel that misnomer a little bit about engineers being nerds and talk about the great opportunities that we have as engineers. And I also tried to challenge people to say, in other countries outside of the US, engineers are very well-respected. In some countries, they're even called engineer before their name, like Engineer Fasano, but not in the U.S. And I think that that's part of the problem. You know, I think that the profession is not looked at as well respected as it should be in the U.S. And so that's what the talk focuses on. But I'm not going to get totally into the talk here today. I want to talk about the five things that I learned about delivering effective presentations because it was a lot of preparation because you only have 15 minutes for the TEDx talk. And I actually did mine in about 11 or 12 So let's jump right in here. The first thing that I learned is that short is good, right? Being short, brief, and to the point is a good thing. I think in a world of information overload and Facebook feeds and Twitter feeds and blog posts and podcasts and engineering reports and specifications and everything else, the brief messages that are powerful can really win. And so for me, I'm not used to that because my podcasts are typically longer. My talks that I do are typically an hour minimum. And for me, like when I have a one-hour talk, I can weave stuff into it. It's not like so strict that I have to be rehearsed to the word. But for this TEDx talk, I had to basically, in essence, memorize it, but then deliver it in a way that didn't sound memorized because I, I had to nail it in this amount of time. So it definitely taught me that being short is good and it helped me to build the talk so that there was some catchy stuff up front and I kind of walk people down a path and I'll talk a little bit more about how I did that in one of the later points here but just keep that in mind and even if you're writing an engineering report like put the summary up front like a short paragraph of the results the first thing so people just get it and they know what it is I'm I'm dealing with some different reports and stuff I'm working on now and I'm I'm more cognizant of that even in longer emails put the important thing up front number 2 rehearsing is the key to a successful presentation and I say that now But honestly, like when I do my hour long, hour and a half, two hour sessions, I don't rehearse that much because I know the content and I have leeway. So if as long as I know the main points, I can talk around them. But when you have 10, 15 minutes, there's no winging it. There's no putting stuff into it. There's no ad libbing stuff. You've got to nail it or you're dead. They'll literally remove you from the stage. So I had to rehearse this talk over and over and I actually did it in a way because I didn't realize that the TEDx talk that I was going to be able to have the slides in front of me. I thought they were only going to be behind me. So I rehearsed with my slides behind me and I didn't even look at the slides and I kind of timed everything. So that really helped me because when I got there, I was actually looking at the slides. So it made it a lot easier. But the point that I took out of that is you got to rehearse. I mean, even if it's an hour long, like I'm going to start rehearsing better now for some of my longer talks than I did before, because. It's important. It makes such an improvement to the quality of the presentation. When you rehearse something, you go through it. The words are there. They're on the tip of your tongue. You know what's next. So take the time. If you have a presentation for work, I know it gets boring and redundant, but take the time to rehearse it. Ask a few colleagues to come in the room and watch you do it. You'll definitely increase the quality of your presentation by a lot. All right. Number three, photos over bullets. And I'm talking about your presentation slides now. And we talked about this. There's a great interview that we did on the podcast, episode 57, with Melissa Marshall, who actually had one of the most famous TED Talks about engineers being better communicators. She gave some points about improving presentations as well that you can take out of that episode. But she talked about this a lot, the bullets. She said bullets are called bullets because they kill people, right? Jokingly, but that's what she meant. Like they're boring in presentations. People can't follow them that easily. So actually, after I had that interview, episode 57, I started putting a lot more photos into my presentations and I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on that. So that's something that I would highly recommend. And my TED talk is basically, it's limited. There's not a lot of slides in it, but the ones that are are pretty much photos. For example, I have a photo in one case when I'm talking about the lack of clean water in the world, I have a photo that's just a boy in a third world country with a like a plastic bottle of water filled with like dirty water. And then I'm talking about, you know, instead of telling engineers that they should be engineers because they like science and math, they should tell, we should tell them that they should be engineers because they can save the world in certain ways like this. And so using those photos can have a much higher impact on people than just putting bullet points on your slides. All right. The next point, number four, and this is a really interesting one, actually it's called Memory Palaces. I don't know if you've ever heard of this idea or thought about memory palaces, but I'm learning Italian right now because I'm going to Italy this summer to meet my family for the first time there, and they don't speak a word of English. So I'm, I'm practicing pretty intensively. And I found a book called How to Learn and Memorize Italian Vocabulary on iTunes. It was like 10 bucks or less. The guy was a PhD, Anthony Mativier. He's a PhD I was like, I'm going to try it. I had a couple of car rides coming up. So I got it. And it was extremely interesting. It was all about these memory palaces, which is basically like in your mind, you create these memory palaces where you store words so that you can recall those words as needed. So for example, the memory palaces are locations. So it could be your house, could be your office, could be your parents' house, girlfriend's house, whatever the case may be. Anywhere that you know really well, town library library, you set it up as a memory palace and you start with 10 stations in that palace. So like the kitchen station, number one, the dining room is station number two. And then you go through a process and you literally place these words into the palace with some kind of a phrase and like an elaborate over the top picture to help you to memorize those words. Like one example he gave in Italian, I'll just give you this example. Abiamo means we have a B B. It starts with a B B. So he had like a house where Abe Lincoln was upstairs in the room and he had something. So you put the words together in a way that you're going to try to remember it. It sounds crazy, but it seems to be working. I mean, I'm using it for the Italian vocabulary, but to bring it back to my TEDx talk, I did a memory palace because this was such a short amount of time. I didn't know how I was going to do it. So I imagined an office that I had worked in before. And I imagine that I was walking through the office and talking to the different people that work to delivering the talk. This way, if I were to forget where I was in the talk, since I memorized it, I could remember like what room I am So I'm basically walking through the office in order. So it was hard for me to lose track of where I was. And it worked really, really well, actually. And we'll link to Anthony Metivier's website, which is magneticmemorymethod.com really interesting. And if you need to memorize stuff, like you want to learn languages or you need to do presentations, you, you should check out his stuff. It's been really helpful. And the, the stuff that this guy memorizes is insane. He's memorized like 15 languages with it and a whole bunch of other stuff. But that was a big one for me. All right. And the last point is the fifth thing that I learned is stories, acronyms, and examples work really well when you're doing talks. People love stories. They hook onto them. They follow them. They, they want to hear the ending of the story. Acronyms or examples can be really, really helpful. I try to use them a lot in my engineering career. You may have heard me before talk about the one I use for goals. You know, I say a goal is like a destination in your career. So for example, if you're driving in a car, okay, if you're going somewhere that you've never been before, there's one piece of information that you need, the address. That's equivalent to like a goal in your career. The goal is like the address of where you're going, right? So if you drive up to an intersection and you know where you're going, No problem. I make a right, I make a left. Easy. But if you drive up to an intersection and you don't know where you're going, you don't know the address, you're just guessing. So those intersections represent decisions in your career. Should I get my master's degree? Should I get my PE license? Should I work for this company or that company? And that's very, very, very important. So using these acronyms and examples are really helpful. And I recommend that you do it whenever you can if you're doing a presentation. So again, those are the five things that I learned from my TED Talk on effective presentations that hopefully you can utilize. Short is good, okay? Rehearsing is key to a successful presentation. The third one is photos over bullets. And again, check out episode 57 of the podcast to see Melissa Marshall. Number four is memory palaces. I talked about Anthony Metivier, his memory palace structure and how it works. And then I just mentioned number five, stories, acronyms, and examples. Again, the show notes will be at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash lowercase TEDx so you can watch the talk. And if you do like the talk, please like it on YouTube because I think TED keeps an eye on how many people are liking the talk. So with that, let's jump into the Take Action Today segment of the show. And I'm going to give you the one big takeaway that I had from my TEDx talk. All right. Now it's time for our take action today segment of the show. And I want to give you this takeaway right away that I mentioned just before I do, I do just want to mention again, the event that we're having down in New Orleans. It's designed from the ground up to really transform engineers from educated technical professionals into effective communicators, powerful networkers, and dynamic leaders. That's the Engineering Career Summit, May 12th through May 14th in New Orleans. It is not too late to get your tickets at engineeringcareersummit.com. There will be PDHs available for most states, which you can see on the website, but I'll tell you right now, this is not just like a PDH cram session event. That's not what it's for. It's an opportunity to connect with other motivated engineers like yourself and hear from super successful engineers and thought leaders on topics like leadership, networking, communication, business development, and much more. And we've also tweaked some things just recently So now we're having a buffet dinner at the hotel immediately after the last panel session. So we can keep the panels, the speakers, and the attendees together, and you can really maximize your time at the event. So with that, what was my takeaway from the TEDx event? My takeaway was this, positioning yourself as an expert in your career, in your line of business is so critical and can really, really elevate your status, your business, your salary, everything. I'm just saying that because I did this TEDx talk, I focused in the engineering world, and obviously I do a lot of focus and work in the engineering world, and I'm already getting contacted by people. And again, it puts you at that level of expertise when you do things like this. And honestly, it was a lot of work, but it was only a lot of work for a couple months and it'll have an impact for years to come. Just like your PE exam, you got to study hard for six months, but you have it forever. And we did an episode number 53 with Sylvia Montgomery talking about becoming that expert in your career. And check that episode out if you're in that part of your career where you're really trying to become an expert in your field and you really want to get there. That's the thing that I really took away from this TED Talk. When people start to recognize you as an expert, that's when amazing opportunities can really start to come to you. All right. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I would love to hear your feedback, comments, and questions on the episode on my talk in general. Again, engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash TEDx lowercase TdX and just leave a comment. We monitor all comments and we'll respond if you leave one for us. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com, where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.